Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace this morning as we build towards Saturday night's rising sun out of Albion Park. Such strong New South Wales representation. We sit at the top of the market when it comes to uh, favouritism with expensive ego for Belinda and Luke McCarthy. But across the board, there's some great New South Wales form heading into this race on Saturday night. And one of the runners that has gained a start is Mac Da Vinci, trained by Peter Hanson and doing the majority of his racing of late around Menangle. He's been racing in really good form. He was nominated for the race. He managed to gain a start and his owner is Scott McDonald, who's the first of two guests that we'll have this morning for On The Pace. Firstly, Scott, thank you for your time and I'm sure that you're looking forward to Saturday night with your horse taking place in this race. It's really attracted the interest of so many in harness racing. How are you? Oh, good, thanks, Britt. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, very well, thanks. In terms of Saturday night, talk us through, um, I guess, how you planned to get your horse into this race. Was it something that you've been planning for with Peter for a while, targeting the rising sun, or did it just come up that you thought, we'll have a throw at the stumps and see if, uh, I guess, the selectors warrant Mac Da Vinci to gain a start? No, I think it's it's been a long time in the planning, if I'm honest. Um, we probably decided around the chariots time that um, – this would be the next race that we would target. Um, obviously, lockdown in New South Wales, etc., has played a little bit of a part in it. So it's sort of um, mixed our plans up a little bit. But, yes, yeah, so it's been a long-term goal that we we targeted this race. So all his racing this time in has been with this race in mind. What have you made of his current form? He hasn't won a great deal this year. In fact, he's won the one race, but he's been around the mark with not a great deal of luck when it comes to barrier draw or luck in running either. Yeah, it, it's uh, tricky when you read it on paper, Britt. It doesn't look uh, overly appealing, I guess, but I think that's a consequence of these four-year-olds going into open class um, so much earlier these days. So, you know, he won his major metro races and all the rest as pretty much as a three-year-old. Um, so he got thrown into the deep end from you know reasonably young age for what this style of horse is used to. Um, and to your point, he hasn't drawn well. We haven't had a lot of luck, um, but he came back in really good order. And I think you know his, his first run back at Menangle, I think his last quarter was in the order of 24, 25 seconds, you know, somewhere around there. So we, we knew he was in and around it. It was just a matter of um, trying to plot a path to, to getting into the race. And we think, well, we have done that now. So we're pretty pleased. Yeah, absolutely. We'll continue this chat shortly with Scott McDonald on on the pace. We firstly have to head off to Ipswich for their first. A debutante for Tony Golan is a $2 favourite golf country. Let's join Josh Fleming. Country. Modesto, the last to move in. So Modesto walks up and they're all in for race one, first of 10. And all in the gates here at the 1100 metre marker. Gulf Country, the fave. Red lights on. Set race one. 
Gates open, they're racing, and out wide Modesto, Mozart's rival both began well. Gulf Country's up to third and fourth, but trapped out to three and four wide there. Malicious, the next one, cash on five. Further back in the field to Espanol and Milagro, K to Ham, and Hoswin Generation, about six lengths to one last of all. It's Mozart's rival from Modesto. Gulf Country's up to third, but trapped out three wide. Cash on fires over on the inside of Malicious. A length and a half to Espanol and Milagro. Further back to K to Ham, and Hoswin Generation, now about four or five lengths away last of all. It's Mozart's rival from Modesto. Gulf Country's been three wide all the way. Malicious, the next one, routing through his cash on fire. Malagro, Espanol, Caterham and Hoswin Generation. Just in front, Mozart's rival here from Modesto. Gulf Country third has been deep and Malicious further back. Cash on fires over on the inside and further back to Malagro. Modesto, the outside. Mozart's rival uh, further back to Gulf Country. Malicious and Cash on fires over on on the inside, Mozart's rival kicking well, trying hard, Modesto, Gulf Country, Mozart's rival in front, Gulf Country lunges, misses, Mozart's rival beat, Gulf Country, not sure, third, uh, Modesto, Malagro, Malicious, cash on fire, Espanol, further back in the field, a host win generation, and Caterham, the last one to greet the judge. All right, the first from Ipswich goes the way to the second elect in betting, Mozart's rival, Jimmy Orman, aboard, just holding off the late challenge of Gulf Country. So numbers 4-2 and a photo are still to come. We'll let you know that third number shortly, but 4-2 and a photo after the first on an early start to 10 races out of Ipswich Thoroughbreds this afternoon. You're listening to On The Pace with Brittany Graham. And my first guest for this morning's show is Scott McDonald, the owner of Mac Da Vinci, who will be representing New South Wales in this year rising sun at Albion Park on Saturday night. And Scott, we've discussed his form heading into Saturday night's race. But in terms of Monday, no doubt you would have, if not watching the live barrier draw, would have found out pretty quickly his gate and it was 12. So I guess in the big scheme of things, none of the gates were going to be overly ideal for Mac DaVinci, maybe aside from an eight or a nine because the four-year-olds uh, certainly, well, the three-year-olds had preference over the four-year-olds and then Amazing Dream, the mayor, but still 12, I would be fairly certain in saying that's not the gate you're hoping for. No, Luke McCarthy got me again. He got nine, <laughs> which would have been ideal. But um, look, I don't think, Wells, the end of the world. His style of racing is that he'll settle back and want to, you know, work into the race late based on, you know, how fast he can be the last quarter if he gets the right run into the trip. So, look, we'll go back. I, you know, you'd be surprised if a few of the not-so-favoured ones wanted to go forward early from being drawn out wide and two and three not brilliant away. So I think we'll settle, you know, somewhere near the rear, but it's going to be a hot pace. So I'm not too disturbed by the gate to be honest yeah it's one of those races where it wouldn't surprise if the track record was given a good shake it currently sits around that 52 and a piece mark for the 2100 meters and i dare say they'll probably get around that mark as well if the perceived or expected pressure is there in the race i think albion park probably suits a horse like Mac DaVinci. We've seen him race around some of the smaller circuits when he's targeted, I guess, those country cup-style races, and he, and he seems to have no issue with the tighter-turning track. And sometimes these sit-sprint-style horses, they're just a little bit disadvantaged at Menangle because those front runners can reel off such good closing sectionals that it makes it hard for those back in the race. Would you agree? Do you think Albion Park is going to suit your bloke? Yeah, I'm pretty confident that he'll get around it well. And, and yeah, and, you know, I think we've got a pretty good driver on in Shane Graham. Um, knows it well, uh, knows where we need to be at certain times if we're to 
to flash into it late. So yeah, more than happy. Um, I, I think he'll. I think it'll really suit him. So looking forward to that aspect of it. Yeah, and quickly, just the choice of Shane Graham as driver. Was he your first pick of the locals? Because Blake Fitzpatrick is the regular driver for Mac Da Vinci, but with how things are playing out at present, it was near and impossible that he was going to make the trip north. But you've got one of the very best areas in Queensland. Yeah, personally, I've had horses with Shane for probably over 10 years now. So it really wasn't overly difficult. It was just a matter of get, making sure he didn't have another another drive in the race. So, um, yeah, he, he was happy to jump on and I was more than happy. You know, he was our first choice for sure. Krug and Expensive Ego operate at the top end of betting and then copy that. No doubt you would have watched and been pretty impressed with what you saw last week. If I was to pin you to choose one horse that you think is going to be the hardest to beat on Saturday night or the horse that you think will be winning if it's not yourself, who are you most worried about coming into Saturday night's feature? Oh, expensive ego. You know, I, I just think um, I think he's got a few yards on him. I think he's done it. I think he's raced. Um, you know, for those that saw his chariots run, it's, it's hard if he emulates that. Difficult to see how anything else could beat him, to be honest. And I think that's why there'll be so much pressure early because he will come at some stage and those that are up front should get a reasonable position when Luke decides to go. So I'd be happy to be on Luke. Yeah, and he's a champion driver, Luke McCarthy. If you want anybody aboard your horse, he'd be right at the top of the list and expensive ego. He was enormous last week in his preparatory run. Will you be on track on Saturday night? Will you be uh, hopefully cheering your horse home or if circumstances, uh, I guess, not allowed that this time? I'm locked down, Brittany, so I'll uh, I'll abide by the health rules and uh, watch it from home, I dare say. And, uh, yes, sit at home and watch it. All right. Unfortunate that that's the case, but I'm sure it's not the last big race Mac Da Vinci is going to be competing in and you'll be cheering from the lounge room if he looms on the last turn. Best of luck on Saturday night, Scott. Appreciate your time and hopefully, uh, who knows, we might be chatting early next week, but just great to be involved in the race, no doubt. You never know. Yeah, very exciting. And uh, thanks for your time today as well, Britt. Scott McDonald there, the owner of Mac Da Vinci, who takes his place in Saturday night's Aqua Construction's Rising Sun. And he certainly is a horse that generally tends to fly under the radar, Mac Da Vinci. His sectionals, as Scott alluded to, are always so strong. And he's been in so many big races and is always rushing home. He'll no doubt be looking for that genuine tempo on Saturday night if he's to play a part. But as Scott mentioned, just great to be a part of this race. 12 runners, and it was a real task for handicappers to sort out who was going to take up those last few spots. And Mac Da Vinci has snuck his way into the field. Leonard Kane will be with the reins on Saturday night aboard Spirit of St. Louis. That news filtering through late yesterday afternoon. Of course, a Queenslander originally, but Leonard's done a lot of his recent work in New South Wales. He's now based back in Queensland and he's joining us this morning to discuss his drive on Saturday night. Leonard, good morning. How are you? Good, thank you, Brittany. And how are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. I'm sure that was an exciting call or an exciting conversation to have when it was confirmed that you'll be taking the reins on Spirit of St. Louis on Saturday night. No doubt you're always probably at the forefront of those to take the reins, but uh, it would have just been nice to get that confirmation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, like you say, it's always great to drive class horses, especially in these races. So um, very exciting to get the call up. In terms of career highlights and, and races that you've driven in, you've driven in several Group 1s now and several big-time events. But 
there's something different about this rising sun. There's so much interest and intrigue on it. Would you say this is near to the top when it comes to steers that you've had? I think it would have to be, Brittany, yeah. Like you say, there's um, there's been a massive push for the race. It's a very exciting race. Um, being the first time running of it, I think, sort of brings a lot more hype to it too, which is exciting. So, um, you know, it's always great to have a drive in these races, you know, especially on class horse. Spirit of St. Louis, tell us a little bit more about him. We don't know a great deal about him in Australia when it comes to looking at him up close and personal because he's only had the three starts, but they've all been wins and that's all he can do. And he just looks as though, well, it's well noted that speed, he has an abundance of it. So on paper, even though we probably don't know him at this level in terms of getting a a good line, what we do know is that he's going to love to follow speed. For sure, Brittany, yeah. No, like you say, his three wins in Aussie, have, um, they've all been exceptional runs, you know. Like you say, he's probably actually better driven for his speed, but he's he's had a lot of tough runs over here too. So um, I think it proves that he's versatile, but it also leaves it open to being so exciting to be able to, you know, be given the opportunity to drive him for his speed this week. Um, he is, he's just got that high speed, which is, you know, extremely exciting. So I think, like you say, in a race like this where, there's going to be plenty of pressure on. Um, it'll be an exciting finish for sure. No doubt you would have been watching the barrier draw on Monday night, not knowing necessarily that you had the drive, but hoping that you would be uh, given the opportunity, knowing that Luke would be sticking solid with expensive ego. 10 on paper, it looks very, very good for him because if he'd sort of drawn wide off the front row, he would have settled further back than he looks to on paper here. And for at least the start of the race, you'll be following the right horse and expensive ego. But it, is it a slight concern that the expectation is that expensive ego will move early? And is there a, another horse in this race that will give you the right part into proceedings? Um, I think so, Britt. It's, um, yeah, like you say, the, the draw, you know, probably suits him. Um, we can settle there early. And like you say, we can be a lot closer than if we had a draw off the track on the front line. So, um, you know, there's plenty of class horses in the race. I think there's, you know, I think we can get a card into it late. Um, like you say, the way the race looks, expensive ego, I'll probably make a mid-race move. So um, we're not going to have the back of him for too long. But I think at the same time, there's a lot of great horses in the race. And, um, you know, there's there's plenty of good ones to be following. You haven't had the opportunity to drive Spirit of St. Louis in a race yet, but have you had a chance to jump aboard in track work, working close, closely with the McCarthy team? You you have sort of a, a day-to-day running of the business. Have you got a feel of him at home to, I guess, understand him a little better before Saturday night? I haven't just yet, Britt, so um, hopefully I might get to today. But, um, yeah, no, at this stage, I haven't actually had the opportunity to sit behind him yet, so it's all very exciting. Saturday night, hopefully there's a decent crowd in attendance. You're a proud Queensland boy. Do you think there'll be a few nerves? Uh, I think there will be. Going in a race like this, it's obviously exciting. So um, probably more excitement rather than nerves. But um, like you say, it's, it's great to drive in a race like this. Um, but it's also awesome to be doing it on home soil. So hopefully with the right run, we can be right there. That's a few days away, the rising sun, and you've got a busy time between now and then driving at Redcliffe this afternoon, Albion tomorrow, and then you've got a few uh, races also on Saturday night to somewhat uh, calm the nerves. For those that are playing at Redcliffe today and listening in this morning, you've got a few drives. The best on paper looks to be in the opener aboard Ace Animus. Confidence levels there? Uh, Yeah, no, I think she'll run a really nice race today. Um, She's first up in a couple of weeks. 
she had a little bit of a mishap in between. She'd been racing good leading into that. Um, so I think, you know, the draw is perfect for us. So I think if we can get the right kind of trip, I've, I'm really confident with her chances today. Right, that's race one, number one at Redcliffe. Nice and easy to remember. Acer Animus, the first of Leonard Steers this afternoon. Appreciate your time this morning, Leonard. Best of luck on Saturday night and enjoy the experience. Who knows, uh, you could well be playing a pretty big role in the finish aboard Spirit of St. Louis. And uh, thanks again. No problem at all. Thanks very much, Rick. Leonard came there this morning. He will be, I would say, just having a brief look at the field on Saturday night and the drivers engage one of the youngest participants to take the reins on Saturday night. Sophia Arvidsson also is a young gun with the drive and Brendan Barnes and also Nathan Dawson. So it bodes pretty well for the future when in a group one $250,000 race there's four or five of the 12 reins people under the age of 30. It certainly shows that in the future there's going to be such a good strong crop of drivers coming through and Leonard, he's had a fantastic career thus far and he's being rewarded with the driver board Spirit of St. Louis for Belinda McCarthy. Already over 300 victories in his career, Leonard. So it could well be his biggest to date if he's to win aboard that four-year-old on Saturday evening. That's on the pace for this Thursday morning. Two of the players from New South Wales perspective we've spoken to, Scott McDonald, the owner of Mac Da Vinci, and Leonard Kane, the driver of Spirit of St. Louis. No doubt there'll still be plenty of chatter across the next 48 hours or so in the lead up to that race. Expensive Ego is still holding on to favouritism. He's been 270 out to 290, back to 250, and he now sits at that 270 opening price once more. Most other runners, amazing dream. I think if you're having an each-way play on Saturday night, she got out to $19, which is quite incredible. She's now trimmed up a little further, but still plenty of movement and change in that tab market, no doubt, between now and Saturday evening. Fred Hastings will be aboard tomorrow morning to find some winners at Menangle as well on Saturday night. That's on the pace for this Thursday. Penrith this evening, the first of nine races, gets under 6.20 here in New South Wales.